All right, so we are back here at the Pop-Tarts Bowl, and uh, if you cannot tell by the disappointment in my voice, uh, it did not go uh, the way we expected. Now, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a terrible game by any means, but, um, but we could not. NC State fell behind early 14 to nothing. And uh, they 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 couldn't they couldn't come back they couldn't quite uh, pull off the comeback. We did score uh, nine. We went on a 19 to seven run and made a two point game uh, with about two and a half minutes left to play in the game. Unfortunately, Kansas State scored a touchdown at the end and ended up winning by a final score 28 19. So. So Big Mo, as as you know from our Twitter, tw tasted uh, the bitter sting of defeat once again tonight. But um, it was a good game and certainly a, a rock solid season for the NC State Wolfpack, a nine and four record, uh, one of the best seasons we ever had. But most importantly, wins over Clemson and North Carolina, uh, which is the most important thing I think every season. If you can beat Clemson North Carolina every year, of course we didn't get to play Florida State so we might have we might have ended some controversy with if we had done that. Um, but yeah Kansas State, they were a very, very good football team. They are a very good football team. And they played well tonight. Um, basically how it went down was uh, we, we had them, the first possession of the game for Kansas State. They we had them at fourth and five from about the 37, eight yard line. And um, it was too far for them to kick a field goal, so they went for it. And brilliant play call by K-State, ran the, uh, a seam route by, by the running back and just sent him flying right past our linebacker. And they, they flared out their receivers to where they completely cleared the middle of the field before they did it. And the running back was wide open, raced into the end zone for a 37-yard touchdown on fourth down. Which, uh, so, you know, again, tip your hat to K-State. Just a very gutsy play call. And uh, it worked out for them. Um, at, after that, NC State's defense showed up to play. And, um, you know, we played real strong D. But once again, Kansas State making a bold and timely play call. They called a fake punt, ran it straight up the middle on us, and went for about 30, 35 yards on the fake punt, extended the drive once again on fourth down. And three plays later, they're in the end zone, it's 14 to nothing. So both drives they scored on, we had them on fourth down. We had them on fourth and at least five on both of those drives, but yet good coaching and solid, and, and, and Bold, you know, bold play calls and, and execution, and that's what got us down 14 to nothing. Um, after that, the Wolfpack uh, started coming back. We got a uh, touchdown for, uh, run from uh, Brendan Armstrong, 31 yards, to make it 14 to seven, and then we nearly scored at the end of the half. Um, we were we had uh, first and goal from the four yard line with eight seconds left to play and uh, running back dropped a pass that could have gone in for the touchdown to make it uh, 17 I'm sorry uh, to make it uh, 
by that point, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 excuse me, Kansas State scored another touchdown right before the half, and that one was a quality drive where they didn't have fourth down. So we were down 21 to seven at that point, but we had a chance to make it 21 to 14 going into the half. Uh, but couldn't couldn't hang on to the ball. We had to kick a field goal. So 21 to 10 at halftime. Second half, it looked like it was going to be all NC State. We got the ball first, marched it down the field, and unfortunately had to settle for a field goal to make it 21 to 13. Defense. Kansas State did not cross the 50 until late into the fourth quarter. So the defense was hold, holding strong. And um, absolutely. Defense was holding strong. And uh, NC State dialed up a little bit of magic of their own in the, um, I believe it was early in the third or late in the third quarter. And we ran our own fake punt on about fourth and seven and sent our running back screaming out the middle, and this time he took it all the way to the house. I'd call him a running back. That's what he, he had to be some type of running back, uh, you know. <laughs> but he, it was a direct snap to uh, one of the guys lined up behind the line on the fake punt, and he just broke it loose, took it all the way to the house, but we were busy celebrating and, and everything. We didn't realize the biggest play of the game was, was fixing to come up and that was the two-point conversion after the touchdown to tie the game. And that made all the difference in the game, as it turned out. Um, and we, we weren't able to get the two-point conversion. Armstrong got hit as he was trying to pass. The ball fell incomplete. And, um, and that was really the difference because at the end they were able to – well, a- after we missed the two-point or before we missed the two-point conversion, before that, that touchdown play, we had a 52-yard field goal, which we missed. So as it turns out, we needed to either hit that field goal or we needed to get that two-point conversion because what that uh, put us in a position for was Kansas State at the end was able to score a touchdown, go up by nine, and make it a two-possession game with two-and-a-half left to play. And that was that was pretty much the ball game. There's no, you know, if 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 it was a one possession game, we had plenty of time on the clock. Two timeouts, could have marched it down and and got a score. But down by two possessions, we got real desperate and ended up throwing a a game ending interception. Um, but hey, gotta hand it to K State. Gotta they they were they played a really good game and um, they're a well coached football team. Perspective from a Razorback side of things uh, to 
if we beat them, it would be like beating Clemson and, and North Carolina. That's, that's like beating Alabama and LSU. That's exactly what that's right. like. Clemson is the Alabama of the ACC, and LSU is, I mean, North Carolina is basically the equivalent. That, so that's a perfect equivalence is if Arkansas beat Alabama and LSU and won nine games. That's, that's the type of season NC State had. So think about that. That's a, when you put it in those terms, you just got to be really proud of the Wolfpack this year. Um, we had a lot of guys play in the bowl, uh, but so did K-State. In fact, you know, during the trophy ceremony here, they mentioned that the entire offensive line from Kansas State not only returned from last year, but every all, all starting five played in the bowl game. That's great for, I mean, uh, kudos to those kids, for those young men for, for, for ending the season with their team, whether they were seniors or underclassmen. And so in today's college football, just to, just to contend and play in your bowl game with your team, you know, speaks volumes uh, to, the, to the college football fans and, and me. So good, good job by those young men by, you know, stepping onto the field one more time. Uh, you know, and curious minds would like to know, you know, you watch these bowl games, uh, you know, you watch the orange bowl and there's oranges everywhere. You watch the <laughs> peach bowl and you've seen peaches. <laughs> um, I mean, give, give us I mean, give us a breakdown, uh, Big Mo, of any, any Pop-Tarts uh, floating around the stadium. I mean, were, were they eating Pop-Tarts? Were they yes. uh, smashing boxes of Pop-Tarts on people's heads? I mean, what, what was the scene? Uh, even in the loss by the, the Wolfpack, I mean, how was the how was the crowd and, and the atmosphere there? It was it was wonderful. They did it well, extremely well. Probably the best of any bowl I've seen. I mean, any I haven't been to that many bowls, but uh, but yeah, the, it was the best. Probably the best um, as far as the atmosphere and the. Um, the entertainment side of the bowl, I, I think it was the best I'd ever been to. First of all, they had a ton of fireworks. Ton of fireworks. Like yeah, at halftime was, yeah, like just, it, it was like, you know, of course Epcot Center is close to here, but they had an, an Epcot level of fireworks where they just, you know, you thought it was New Year's New Year's Day already, and I'm sure wow. sure they have a lot of those on, on the New Year's uh, bowl games too. But, uh, they took advantage of the fact that we're not in a dome because a lot of these bowl games are in domes. You look at the Superdome and, um, you know, the Peach Bowl. All, those, you know, those are dome games. And um, so they definitely took a, uh, advantage of the fact that we've got open air above us. But as far as the Pop-Tarts go, it was wonderful. They had um, basically if you raised your hands up, you could be on the monitor. And they did that little Snapchat thing they do. <laughs> we're showing our age by describing it this way but um, where they basically make your face into something different well they made everybody's face into a pop tart and it would like show your expression but you and you didn't know what flavor pop tarts you're going to be you could be you could be a chocolate you could be a, a, a raspberry a strawberry a, a um, you know a s'more pop tart but everybody who had their hands raised their face became a pop tart so that was awesome and then, uh, of course, the, the Pop-Tart mascot, they had a little Pop-Tart mascot running around everywhere, and he just kind of made your mouth water because he looked like a real Pop-Tart. I mean, he had the, the little sprinkles on him and everything. But he directed the bands right before the fourth quarter. 
and he 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 really like he he went all out directing the bands. He would point to one and have them do all sorts of stuff. And the bands apparently were in on it. They had played along, but um, it was quite the performance. It was it was very impressive, just seamless. How he just like point back to one or the other, make them go and stop just on a dime, and and play like different tunes. It was it was it was a performance. And it, they finished it off with, after the trophy ceremony, they had him jump into a, the Pop-Tart mascot, jump into a giant toaster, and then be launched out of it. Oh, wow. Like, like he had been toasted. So, um, That's impressive. Yeah. And there were, there were a few other things, too. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, not, not really. I, I just had a few peanuts and, and water. That was pretty much it. You know, I, I ate that big meal at, uh, at yeah, Texas Chicken before I came here. Chicken. So, another <laughs> shout out to Texas Chicken. Another shout out. Did not need anything at the game after he had Texas Chicken. So if we have any Texas Chicken folks out there listening, I mean, kudos to y'all because Big Mo is a big guy to satisfy his appetite yeah. that he didn't eat anything during the game. That's impressive. Uh, well, I did have some peanuts, so but that, that was it. Yep. But, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my good friend, man, it, it, you know, this is uh, another reason, folks, why we do this is this, this gives us as Arkansas fans uh, something to look forward to because we, we are hoping that this upcoming football season that the road trip is to a Razorback Bowl game. So we're giving y'all a little taste of what we could be doing if the Razorbacks had had a better season. And uh, so glad that this trip was able to go go through this time and no weather. And you know, you've already told about how beautiful it was. And uh, I'm just, I'm sure you're gonna have a, a great rest of your evening there in Orlando. Yeah. Well, one thing I love about it is, you know. Everybody listens to these podcasts, and, you know, obviously we're one of many podcasts out there. And, you know, you hear people mostly in a sterile environment. They're in some room that they're podcasting, either at their house or, you know, some office or office space somewhere doing podcasts. And they're detached from the actual action. So what we like to do on this podcast is we actually like to go... And at least one time, actually, podcast from the stadium where you can hear the crowd noise, you can hear the excitement. And the biggest thing, we always try to do it where we have, you know, obviously the Razorbacks or NC State team that we root hard for. So it's not just we're at, we're at a random game just watching as casual observers. we got skin in the game. We're, we're passionate about these teams. And, you know, it's, it's, it stings tonight. I, I, I was – I'm very proud of how they played, but man, when, when we made it, uh, uh, when we scored that touchdown and we had two-point conversion to tie the game, uh, I was a strong believer that we were going to end up winning that game tonight. And um, you know, but that's what's cool about it is you you hear this podcast, and we were actually part of the game tonight. We were there. We were rooting them on, and um, we were part of the atmosphere. 
and we lived it. You know, we're not just re reporting and talking about the, the game tonight. We were actually, you know, we, we lived the game tonight. And that, that's what's cool to do that every now and then is to actually you know, go be part of the action. And here at home field, uh, we're, we're one of a kind. You're, you're not going to find another one out there on the airways uh, that's like us or on our level, in my opinion. So, you know, when we bring something like this to you, you know, we're going the extra mile, not only for ourselves, but, but for our fan club out there. That's right. I want you guys to realize how important you are to us, and uh, without you guys, it's not possible. And uh, we wouldn't have anybody listening. We just see two knuckleheads talking sports to each other. But... <laughs> uh, we, we, we want to bring this high-quality content content to our loyal and, uh, and faithful listeners. And uh, we just uh, we appreciate you here at Home Field Advantage because this has been a great sports year 2023. Uh, forgive me for some of the bad predictions I've made, but I've made some good ones too. I, I, did, I did go on record that the Denver Nuggets were going to win the NBA Finals, which they did. And I've, I've called several other ones this year. Yep. And oh, we... We, uh, we have some other uh, predictions coming up in, in some other bowl games, and uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going over in these bowl games. Uh, we, we are going to have some wins. So, uh, but well, kudos to, to both teams tonight for making it to the Pop-Tarts Bowl and making it a bowl that sounds like it's going to be remembered for some time to come. Absolutely. Well, I, I will say uh, we, we have struggled on our 12 bowls of Christmas. Now, you did get Oklahoma State right. I was... I picked Texas A&M in that game. I think I have just completely struck out so far. Well, I take it back. I, I picked U.S. I, I, I was I was uh, for U.S. Well, I, I was predicted USC to win the Holiday Bowl, which they did, yeah, which I, was I one. Missed, and on and you one. missed yeah. on that. We both missed on the Military Bowl with Tulane getting crushed in the rain inexplicably. That was, just that was, that was shocking. That was, but, that was a shocking yeah. outcome to me. We, we've mentioned probably the reasons why that happened. Um, but uh, I, the, one of the big, probably the biggest shocker so far to me, and there had to be some guys out or, be, or transferring somewhere. Got to be a story behind it. Uh, but Boston College, well, I mean, the story, I guess, is the, the game was played in Boston, Fenway, Fenway Park. But Boston College beat SMU which was a team that I was jumping up and down, could not believe SMU was not in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, it looks like the committee made the right decision, or whoever, whoever selected um, uh, Liberty to be in that bowl made the right decision, because SMU couldn't beat Boston College. So they weren't going to even stand a chance against Oregon. And uh, it makes me wonder if, if these uh, bowls actually um, – predict players who are going to opt out and, and not play in the games because that had to be a big reason behind SMU. SMU was a much better team than Boston College and was actually a 10-point favorite basically on the road against well, and, them. And, and I think it goes back to a lot of things that we've shared grievances on off-air about how much the transfer portal and the NIL and uh, you know players just now opting out of bowl games is, is changing college football and that could have been one of the examples of it right there we don't know who was out for SMU and who decided not to play so uh, you know and, and we could we could always uh, rehash that and, and, and I'm going to have belly ache and 
everything about you know how the NIL and everything is, is running what we know is college football. But at the same time, we we just have to we have to roll with the punches, uh, Big Mo, and and take our lumps where we get them. And you know, occasionally yeah. our teams are gonna uh, they're gonna reap the benefits of what's happening. And I, I hope that that happens for the Wolfpack and, and Razorback Nation going forward uh, with all these changes in college football. I, I hope so too. But yeah, I'm I'm generally resistant to change. And I, 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 a lot of things I don't like about it. Um, I'll tell you what I did like, though. I, I do like bowls. Um, I think the bowl system is still alive uh, tonight. Um, it is different when you don't have all the, all the teams playing. But I'll tell you, tonight's Pop-Tarts Bowl was a wonderful bowl for the main reason in that these were two evenly matched teams. These were almost identical caliber of teams um and and i have a lot of respect after this game from kansas state and i know kansas state has a lot of respect for nc state after this game and they mentioned it during their coach definitely mentioned it during their um trophy presentation about how good of a team nc state is and uh you have to remember kansas state they Number one, the one thing that I noticed tonight was that they are an extremely well-coached team. They, every time they called a timeout when they were on offense, they immediately had a big play the very next play. And, and that, that fake punt that they called was absolutely huge. That last touchdown, when we thought they had the first and 10 from the 11, we thought they were going to try to run out the clock. Instead, they throw a post pattern to the end zone to win the game, and the guy catches it. Just a, a bold calls that were unpredictable, and you got to tip your hat to them. Um, but what I but you have to remember, Kansas State. This that's the team that won the Big Twelve championship last year, and they were an overtime win. Uh, they went to overtime with Texas this year. If they would have won that game, they probably would have repeated as the Big Twelve champions this year. Well, so, and, and I'd have to look back. I, I don't actually think that game went to overtime. I think that Kansas State tried to win it in regulation, and they came up short. There you uh, go. They could have, they could have kicked a field goal and yeah. sent the game to overtime, but they tried to be gutsy and bold yes. and win it in regulation. And they, and they, uh, I think the quarterback ended up getting sacked, if I remember. Yeah. If they, if they kick that down, field goal and go into overtime and win the game, yeah, we might be talking about we might not even be talking about Texas playing in the college football playoffs. That's right. They, got, they had another loss, so uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was that, that makes me and, wrong on my prediction about Kansas State getting out coached because it sounded like it was the opposite way around. And uh, but I'm not going to take anything away from NC State because, like you said, uh, a nine-win season. Coming out of the ACC, uh, and you beat Clemson, and you beat North Carolina. That is a that is a fantastic year for uh, for the Wolfpack as well. So I, I'm not going to take anything away from them as well. And that's why I say kudos to both teams for making it to this great bowl game and and, and putting on for their states and their universities and their fans. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will say, from NC State's perspective. Um, we, we, we've got a lot of talent on our team. Of course, our, our coaching is, is rock solid, too, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which really kept us in it all game. Um, 
except for that that fake punt on special teams with that that's that's the one that really killed us right there uh can't we can't allow that to happen but um we've got to improve our passing game we got to get armstrong he's too reliant on the run and when we fall behind it's hard to come back because we don't really have a passing game we like to play from ahead and um we've got to improve on that for next year you know he's he's just a sophomore and I'm assuming by playing today, it makes, you know, it's almost a given that he'll be our starting quarterback next year. Also want to point out that Kansas State's starting quarterback, like I mentioned, did not play in this game. But their backup, it was a five-star freshman recruit named Avery Johnson, who is was a top ten quarterback coming out of high school. And let me tell you, this guy, he has probably the same – He's about the same caliber passer as Armstrong is, but this guy can fly. When he runs, that's, that's basically what won him the game, was not his arm, but when, when he scrambled, we couldn't catch him. This guy is absolute, I'm talking 4-4 four, four, four speed or more or better. Maybe might be un- wow. sub 4-4. Four, four. He just absolutely flies. And so... Yeah, um, Yes. To see how well that Kansas State performs in that uh in that changing Big Twelve. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and he did win be, he did win the MVP trophy too for the Pop Tarts Bowl. Could, could be a favorite so. to win the to, to win the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma there anymore. I think they will be. Yeah, I think Kansas State. I mean, they're they're my preseason favorite right now. So. I uh, got a lot of respect for Kansas State, but yeah, it, it was a solid bowl game, exactly what you want. Two evenly matched teams, both playing hard, and uh, you know, sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't. Absolutely, and, and that's what we love about bowl season, and, uh, we, I mean, and it's not over yet. I mean, we still have some really great games ahead, and, uh, but just so fantastic to get the rundown on this one from inside the stadium. I mean, it's just been a phenomenal uh, uh, time for us, and uh, just glad to sit down and do it once again. And, uh, and I, I really don't know what else to say, but my coin phrase of amen to to, what, to, to the performance, to the game, and to the, to the bowl, to the bowl for putting this bowl on. And uh, kudos to everybody, and, uh, and amen. Amen.